the grace of God and the peace of God and the love of God, yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to back up just one chapter from the gospel lesson today, from John chapter 14 to John chapter 13. I'd like to just read these words to you from John chapter 13. They're verses 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. <laughs> this was a long time ago. 53 years to be exact. I was a member, one of 58, of the graduating class of Prior Lake High School. The Blue and Gold Gang. Go Lakers! I remember that time. It was, a, it was a time of excitement in my life for me, but it was also a time of apprehension. Excitement of leaving home, the prospect of living in a college dorm, Oh. But apprehension. I was enrolling in the pre-seminary program, going to study to become a pastor. And I knew some of the classes I was going to have to take, and I, and I was apprehensive about my ability to do them, especially the ones with all the languages, Greek in particular. Would I be able to learn Greek? Do you remember that time in your life? You know, there's another way I connect to that time in life, and, and that's from the other side of this story. As a parent, I remember what that's like too, to have your kids graduate and leave home. I remember distinctly Karen and I driving to Seward, Nebraska, with our son Marty, our firstborn, so that he could enroll at Concordia University down there in Seward. And I remember in particular the drive back, seven hours. We cried the whole way. We did. So apprehensive about that first one, leaving the nest. How would that go? And it didn't get any easier. A few years later, we took Joy, our daughter Joy, up to Moorhead to go to Concordia. Moorhead. Wasn't any easier. A little shorter drive, a little less time to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple years later, Katie followed. University of Wisconsin and Eau Claire. Again, same thing played itself out. So those of you who are parents today of our graduates, as you're going through this, maybe for the first time, I don't know, my prayer is that God blesses you, the memories, the memories that have been yours and are yours leading up to this point in your life, and that also he blesses you with a trust and a confidence in God that as your son, as your daughter, 
as they begin to leave home and leave your nest, that you know that God will guide them and God will keep them and, and he will watch over them. Now, I, I wonder if these kinds of emotions and experiences that I'm talking about of, of getting, uh, leaving home, graduating, uh, things changing, kids leaving, I think there's a lot of similarities to what is taking place in the life of Jesus and his disciples in John chapter 13. Here's what's happening in John chapter 13. It's Monday Thursday, as we know the day. Okay? And Jesus and his disciples are about to undergo a huge change. This, this tight-knit group of people who over three years had become family, it wasn't going to be like that anymore after this day was done. Judas had already gone to do his deed. And Jesus was yet to talk to Peter about what Peter was going to do, denying him three times. But at the end of the day, Jesus would no longer be with this family. And we know from reading the story just how an emotionally time that was for the disciples. And there's lots of similarities, I think, to, to, to this, this time of, of separation, this time of, of, of hard emotions going through us, of, of, of things not ever being the same anymore in your family once a, a child leaves. There's challenges, for example, for the disciples that are going to be given them, that, that were going to be hard for them to handle. With Peter being a case in point, so after hearing what Jesus had said about going away, Peter said to Jesus, well, Lord, where are you going? To which Jesus repeated what he had just told them, where I'm going, you can't follow. To which Peter then replied, Lord, why can't I follow you? I will lay down my life for you. Now, not to be overly hard on Peter, but at, at this point in time, that self-confidence that he had should instead have been apprehension over what he was about to face. Much like a young man going off to college should be apprehensive about trying to learn Greek and Hebrew to become a pastor. Now here's another similarity uh, between these. Not only is it an emotional time for them, a time of, of leaving, a time of things changing, a time when they're going to be tested in terms of what they can do and what they can handle, but there, there's one more point I think that's similar to this story and to the stories of our lives right now as we send children off to go to college or or to go into the military, or to go into their careers. And this, this last one is the most important of all. And it has to do with these words of Jesus. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Jesus definitely had some hopes and dreams for his disciples, didn't he, once he was gone. 
He hoped they would live their life in such a way so as to continue the legacy of his love in the world, didn't he? Now, he didn't specify how they should do that. He didn't specify which careers they should get into. But he definitely had a hope for how they would live out life once they were out of his presence. And I think we as parents, if we're honest, we would say, too, we have hopes for our kids, don't we, when they leave home. We try to stop short of telling them what to do, which career to get into, but we make it pretty clear to them that our hope for them, in fact, I would dare say maybe an expectation for them, is that they will at least, there we go, they would at least continue to live out the values that we have sought to instill in them and give to them as they have been our children under our roof. Jesus expressed his hope for his disciples in this way. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Whether you're graduating from high school or not, now or 53 years ago, Jesus has a plan for your life. He has a hope for your life. And his, his plan is as simple as it is the same. He wants you to live out the faith and the values that he has taught us. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. What Jesus is doing here is he is presenting us with a lifestyle. This is a way he wants us to live, no matter what profession you're in, no matter what your career choice might be. That whichever way you go, however you earn your living, do it in this way. Do it in a way that reveals that you are a follower of Jesus. Do it in a way that shows the world that unconditional love in Jesus which God has for them. Why? So that others may not only know what you know, but believe what you know. So that they'll have the opportunity to know and believe that God loves them unconditionally. That they'll have the opportunity to know and believe that Jesus came for them. That they will know that there is more to life than that which can be seen. That there is an eternal life. And that they can have that eternal life through faith in Jesus. It's as Jesus once said, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Now, that's a pretty tall order for us, isn't it? I, I, it's a taller order than learning Greek or Hebrew. So let's go back to Jesus' words once more. As I have loved you, 
so you must love one another. You know, it's been a long time since our three kids left the nest. Marty is 43. Joy is 40. Katie is 37. They've been gone from the nest a long, long time. And our relationships with one another have changed since they were under our roof. But this one thing has not changed. Our love for our kids. It's still the same as when they were under our roof. It is still unconditional, no matter what. They are our kids. And we will love them always. So it is for us and Jesus. By his grace, we are all his kids. And true to his word, he has always, always loved us. As I have loved you. Now, I know that sounds to us like the past tense, right? As I have loved you. But thankfully, let me flash a little Greek in front of you. I did learn a little bit of it. Enough to know that the verb tense here denotes a non-stop, never-ending action. It goes on and on and on and on. There's no end to this verb. It never quits. And he never quits loving you. Unconditionally. As I have loved you. Those are words of Jesus, who as we are told in Hebrews chapter 13, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. He loved you yesterday with an unconditional love. He loves you today with an unconditional love. And he will love you tomorrow with an unconditional love. Because he never changes. That love, his love, his unconditional love, that's your graduation present. And that's what will enable us to live out his hope for us. As I have loved you, so love one another. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.